to allow me to be frank and only a few more days left in the misery that is known as Mets baseball 2021 another game gotten yeah, that was uh, given away by uh, the genius manager Raul Rojas who might just have dirty secrets and he's going to keep his job probably for the next seven years and which the Mets will not have a um, ever come close to. Uh, this will be the uh, best season the Mets will have under Rojas. I predict they're going to lose ninety to hundred games every year. Well, Frank, I know that you're not very optimistic with the Mets' direction right now, and rightfully so. And hey, this is our last episode of uh, of the season right now. Next Wednesday, uh, the regular season will be over. I think by this time next week, uh, Rojas will have signed his extension. Um, it will become apparent that uh, Sandy Junior is going to become director of baseball ops, and that uh, Hugh Cottlebaum, uh, the, the philosophy will be taught up and down the uh, minor league system. Well, yeah, and of course, Sandy Alderson spoke today to reporters, and first things first, he said the Rojas decision is going to be made immediately after the season, and they're not even going to allow the president of baseball ops to uh, the, whoever they bring in to make that decision. Which probably means he's going to get a six-year contract extension. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, about a month ago, they were saying that Sandy maybe wanted Rojas back. Ron Darling was on SNY's broadcast tonight defending Rojas, saying that it comes all these decisions come from the front office. But I don't know, honestly. How are you going to set up an arranged marriage between a, a POB and – P.O.B.O. and... Uh, and That's we- because it's going to be uh, Sandy Jr. And nothing's ever going to change. It's still going to be Wilpon-like organization. Uh, instead of uh, worrying about winning, they're going to be uh, worried about uh, entertaining uh, the uh, the crowd. We're going to be bringing in uh, comedians. Uh, we're going to have Jerry Seinfeld every night. Do you believe how much we stink? What is the deal with Jared Eikhoff? I could hear a homeowner off of Jared Eikhoff. Well, the Mets have a live comedy show every day, no matter what. So I don't understand why they need to improve that aspect. I mean, I just don't understand what. If Stevie Cohn fails this offseason, he will be proven to be a, a common, a charlatan. Well, yeah, as successful as he is on Wall Street, uh, that doesn't necessarily translate over to running a baseball team. Well, Daniel Snyder's rich. And the uh, Washington football team has been fucked the last 25 years. Yeah, no, exactly. And like I said, I got killed for this the other day for writing that Steve Cohen, the Mets are worse off now a year later under Steve Cohen than they were last year under the Wilpons when they left. How could you not say that? I mean, how can you not say that unless you're you're drinking every drop of the uh, Steve Cohen Kool-Aid? I mean, some people still are. I mean, a lot of fans are getting pissed off. Well, uh, I know uh, Clem and uh, KFC have uh, have uh, owned stock in the uh, Steve Cohen Kool Aid. Yeah, no, of course they're the ones who kind of started that uh, that glimmer of hope there once Steve Cohen got brought in the Uncle Stevie mantra and everything. Yeah, well, Jared Porter not signing uh, the uh, Kumar Rocker fiasco. Donnie Stevenson, Zach Scott, Zach Scott. Louis Rojas, Collapse, Hugh Quattlebaum. I mean, it, 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 if nothing changes, what are we doing? Which, by the way, too, um, Zach Scott, Sandy said that Zach, they've been in minimal contact with Zach Scott and they're waiting for the legal situation to play out. But, um, you know, as it turns out, they said they're not going to make a decision on what to do with him until his legal allegation clears up in early October and his court case is settled. But there's no reason that they should have kept him, honestly. He's not going to be back. He'll be back. He cannot be back. Nothing ever changes. He'll be the assistant general manager under Sandy Jr. And by the way, too, with this uh, Cohen wanting to apparently focus and revolutionize the entertainment industry through the Mets, is exactly what A-Rod and J-Lo were saying last year, and everyone was screaming about it. Yeah, well, we're going to see. Um, 
I don't. I think. I think uh, they won't make qualifying offers, and they won't make any free agents pickups. I think Baez is gone. I think Conforto's gone, and I think Noah Syndergaard is gone. Stroman also gone. Um, I think uh, they're whistling past the graveyard on uh, Jacob Degrom. He'll end up needing Tommy John surgery in March, and uh, we'll end up with Jared Eichhoff as the opening day. Oh yeah, starting pitcher. Well, did you hear Sandy's weird comment, too, when asked if it was realistic that Baez comes back? He was very, very hesitant. As long as Sandy's in the organization, it will be Wilpon. As long as he's in charge, and he truly is in charge. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be making some major decisions. He said he's going to be making the decisions on the qualifying offers, too, for Syndergaard and Conforto. Yeah, watch him not make it. Well, Syndergaard uh, made it pretty clear last night after his first outing in two years that uh, he wants to be back and he's confident they're going to reach an agreement. You notice that Andy Martino's been very uh, verbose lately. He always was the Wilpon puppet. He always gave the Wilpon position. And he's doing it again. That's how I know it's still a Wilpon organization. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's the one saying DeGrom apparently uh, has lost the grip of reality. And the Mets finally announced yesterday that he shut down for the season. I mean, they were ridiculous of how they handled the whole thing. They knew in mid-August. That yeah, the uh, rumor, uh, I, I heard that he's going to be traded for some guy named Gerard Junk with the uh, Los Angeles Angels, who uh, was like one dirt team with an ERA over uh, seven in Double uh, A, a 25-year-old uh, prospect. Well, Frank, not to toot my own horn here, but I received a tip in August that DeGrom was pretty much done. He was 99.9% done. The Mets were concerned with the MRI. And as it turns out, and that they were leaning towards shutting him down, as it turns out a couple weeks later, despite them wanting to build him back up to see if he could maybe show them something, Sandy Olsen finally admitted that they were hiding that he had that UCL sprain slash partial tear. You see, this is what they did. As long as Sandy's there... I don't have any faith. Sandy hired Mickey. Sandy hired Jared Porter. Sandy hired Zach Scott. How do I know he's going to hire someone that's actually good? How do I know he's going to make the right decisions? How do I know he's going to spend? He never spent before. Yeah, honestly, unless it's Billy Bean or Theo Epstein, I think the Mets are probably, they're not going to make the right choice. And and also another weird answer from Sandy, he was asked if, um, you know, the Mets would be looking at someone who had vast experience in, as a president of baseball office, and Sandy basically pled the fifth. That means it's going to be Sandy Jr. He's going to put his son in. Watch. Yeah, that would be an absolute disaster. If that, if that happens, I, I, I want Clem to wear a Frank is right shirt. And what about KFC? He might have to wear one, too. He should be the first one wearing it. Did you uh, see uh, his uh, performance on uh, on uh, trivia? Dozen trivia? No, I didn't. You want to talk about that? Yeah, they had jersey mashed, which is where they had like uh, three players, and you had to add up their jersey number and get to some total. Mm-hmm. He said that Carlos Beltran wore number four. KFC said that? Yes. What? Yes, he didn't know what number Carlos Beltran was. How? I don't know. He said, I think he wore number four. What kind of Mets fan is he? He didn't know Carlos Beltran's number. Carlos Beltran was hired as a manager in the 2020 offseason and was going to wear number 15 again. Or briefly wore it for a month. You know he actually likes Luis Rojas. I mean, I mean he he he's brought that into everything, lock, stock, and barrel. He actually thinks that they had a good season, successful season. They failed miserably in every single facet, and the dysfunction continued. It's honestly, worse than it had been in recent years. Did you hear uh, Jerry Seinfeld on tonight? Well, I know he criticized them for throwing their, you know, prioritizing arm care over urgency of the season and still having a chance against the Cardinals. 
it was at that moment that the Mets actually quit. Yeah, they they didn't care about making a playoff push. Did you see how the team play after that moment has been trash? I don't think the Met players like Rojas. I know Taiwan Walker doesn't like him. Yeah, that's pretty clear. And Taiwan Walker got screwed tonight. He threw again seven point one shutout innings, two hits, left two left with two base runners on, and uh, they brought in Lugo, and Lugo blew it. Well, has Lugo ever been good with run hard runners? Lugo hasn't been himself this year after the elbow surgery. Did you see that he got uh, sent? Uh, he gave up a hit in the uh, seventh inning, and then he had uh, Hefner go to the mound. He actually looked at the mound, looked up at the scoreboard, and shook his head. <laughs> yeah, he no, he never wants to come out of the game. That's the one thing I really like about him, actually. And with Stroman, based off Sandy's answer today, it sounded like Stroman's more likely to come back. Sandy said I, he commended him for the amount of innings he threw this He's year. He's coming back. No one's said, coming back. Sandy said he couldn't wait for the possibility, or he was looking forward to the possibility to talking, you know, talking uh, contract with him. Hey, uh, I, I, I have no faith in this organization right now. What did you think about Syndergaard's inning last night? I don't think they should have him pitch again. He's pitched, He's going to serve as an opener this weekend, either to Rich Hill or to Carrasco on Friday or Saturday. You see, I just think that uh, that one inning was just basically enough for me to know they needed to give him the qualifying offer. Oh, here we go. Speaking of, Bo Bichette, go ahead, home run. Blue Jays up 6-5. Meanwhile, the Mets are going down feebly in the ninth. Yeah, no, the Mets will probably likely lose this game, but... Back to Syndergaard. Syndergaard looked electric last night, and I really wish he went more than one, the one inning. But he threw nine strikes on ten pitches. He had two strikeouts. His stuff looked really good, and he still has a ninety mile per hour sinker, which people forgot about. We, we were talking about. They, they, they really got to make sure that he's secure. Fastballs and and changeup. That's what we were talking about. He has that hard sinker too, which plays well. They got to make sure that he's he's secured. Boy, Bo Bichette just kills the Yankees. Yeah, he does. He already had a homer, I believe, tonight. And, uh, you know, uh, his brother was a major bust with the Yankees. Major bust. I didn't know that. Yeah, the, uh, the, they drafted Dante Bichette Jr. Uh, maybe about eight years ago with the number one overall pick, and he never made it past double A. Wow, I didn't even know that. He, uh, he literally couldn't hit a curveball. And... Uh, he came close, I, or was like, uh, I think he actually set like a double A record for strikeouts in a season one year. Wow. At Trenton, where he was like striking out 211 times. It was like Jesus Montero, too. Never panned out. Hyped, all hype, no, no, uh, no pop. Yeah, Dante Bichette Jr., I, I, I don't think he made it past double uh, A. And, uh, and of course, you know, their father was, uh, was uh, Dante Bichette Sr., yeah. yeah. Dante Bichette Jr. Yeah, here, uh, okay, he wasn't first round, but he was drafted 51st overall by the Yankees in 2011. And he never uh, made it, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, he never made it anywhere. That's crazy. What did you think of the father as a player? I thought he was a good player. Uh, borderline all-star. Definitely helped by... Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Bo is Bo is the real deal though. Yeah. Oh. And Dante Bichette was good. He I mean Oh, that's why he always looked like that. He's half Brazilian, half Chinese, Bichette. That's interesting. But yeah, Dante, yeah, he I mean, uh let me see what year it was. He is he is he just yeah, he never made it past uh double A and the Yankees actually I think uh, didn't have a first round pick that year. So he was like the first player taken by the Yankees, like fifty first overall, and he was a just a a gigantic bust. That's interesting. Um Frank, back to Syndergaard. Um so you think he should get the qualifying offer then? Absolutely. I honestly think he could. He said the slider and the curve are going to be back next year. I honestly think he could be a top of the rotation starter again. 
No, you absolutely you. If the if the Mets don't bring him back, then then they really show this in the sign that they don't fucking care. If Syndergaard and Degrom are healthy next year, they could be that one-two punch again potentially. Yeah, well, it's a big if I know at this point, but Degrom they said would have Rojas said yesterday Degrom probably would have been back if they were in a postseason hunt. I honestly think. That the that the Mets are going to are going to have the worst offseason they've ever had. Yeah, well, we also might be having a lockout too, so that's also something you got to consider. Freeze all transactions. Well, that won't happen until December. Yeah, I have a feeling it's coming. I mean, the way the way these two negotiated uh, the COVID season. Well, uh, the Rob Manfred doesn't actually like baseball. So he has no problem shutting the sport down. But you know what? You know what uh, doesn't get shut down? Hot dogs. And America's first and original hot dog company was Feltman's. You see, Charles Feltman invented the hot dog. You know, uh, he actually had his own business that was beautiful restaurant uh, on Coney Island. And uh, sadly, it it didn't survive. It it, it uh, he got undersold by his former bung cutter. But you know what? Feltman's was revived in 2015 by a pair of Brooklyn brothers, Joe Quinn, a former army captain, and his brother Michael. And they did it in honor of their late brother Jimmy Kill, who was killed in the September 11 attacks. You see, with a team of military veterans that have collectively served over 110 months in combat. Feltman's is now one of the fastest-growing natural food companies in the United States. They're 100% all beef, all natural hot dogs are available for purchase online at Feltman's.us and at Whole Foods. You know, they ship super fast, and they will be the perfect addition to your next family cookout. And allow me to be frank, is presented to you by Feltman's. You know, they are the best hot dogs in the game. That they are, Frank, that they are. Um, I guess moving on, I wanted to speak to you a little bit about the Yankees hot streak as the Mets just lost their 83rd loss of the season. They, yeah, I, the, the Mets haven't even looked interested the last week. No, they've given up, and that's pretty clear. But. And, and, and the moment that did, 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 when Rojas did that shit with the arm care and put Reed in the game, has Reed even pitched since then? No, I mean, what the fuck was that about? They sent him down. Yeah, well, well, why was he up? And, and can somebody explain to me why Almora was on the team while uh, getting important at bats, while Jose Peraza, who had some big hits before he broke his hand, was rehabbing in the minors? And then the Mets brought Peraza back the next day. It's like everything they. Yeah, done. well, that was a day, uh, one day late. Yeah. That's and the- and the and the and the Cardinals have gone on a, an incredible hot streak since then, but those two moments sent a message to the team that the manager doesn't want to win. The Mets are the only team in baseball history to hold on to first place for 103 days and finish with a losing record. And they're probably going to lose about 85 games. They're probably going to finish 10 games below 500. Yeah. I mean, let's see. They got four games left. They split those two games. That's uh, 77 and 85. So that's eight games below 500. And who are we kidding? They'll probably win tomorrow and then get swept in Atlanta. Yeah. So why? Uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing? It, it, they cannot. There is no way they could justify Louis Rojas coming back, although Andy Martino. Andy Martino, he is it me or is he is the the, the Wilpon voice? Well, it's SNY saying all this stuff. Andy Martino says they can't let Luis Rojas go because he could go on to be a great manager elsewhere. Ron Darling said the same thing that he could be a potential Terry Francona, like when the Phillies fired Francona. At, at yeah, the, well, or Tory getting fired by the Mets. He, this is a player development guy. If he's just a puppet, then whoever's making the fucking decisions has to go. 
and, and he does not have the skill to be a good manager, let alone a manager in New York. Yeah. Maybe he'll develop that, but we're not here for on-the-job learning. Are we, are we a, a rebuilding team? I mean, if that's the case, then trade Pete Alonso and uh, Jacob DeGrom. And uh, you, and uh, see if you can get rid of uh, Lindor and then and, and start from scratch. You either you either go for it or you rebuild. No more of this half-ass shit. This is what I wrote on Saturday about Cohen, and and people were up in arms about it. But he came in saying all the right things, and he said people weren't going to learn on his dime. But that's exactly what's been going on. That's exactly what goes on if they keep Rojas. Yeah. If Rojas stays the manager, then we know he's a shitty owner. It's that simple. We know the decision comes from Sandy if he does. And if Sandy's in charge, then it's still Wilpon. Unbelievable. But then you see how the turnaround the Yankees have had, and they're the streakiest team in baseball, both hot and cold, and they're hot at the right time right now. The American League could be going to a crazy ending. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees, if they if they uh, lose this game today, they'll have what? Uh, a, 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 let me see. What would it be? A couple game lead? They have the top wild card spot right now. The Blue Jays are involved. The uh, Red Sox are involved. And now the Mariners are in tr- involved. The A's are somewhat uh, dead. Uh, the A's are basically dead. Here's where Clem and KFC get contradicted here. Where they think the spending would solve everything. The Mets have the high, third highest payroll in baseball this year, and they finished with a losing record. The Mariners probably have bottom five, and they're in the hunt for the American League wildcard. And uh, what about the Rays payroll? And the Rays payroll, yeah. And the A's. I mean, the A's aren't going to make the playoffs now because they cheaped out on Semyon, but, and, and Hendricks for that matter, but they... They still so uh, yeah, looking at this, the Yankees will still have a uh, at least a one game lead for the fir- first wild card. It's a, it's just four teams right now going for the last two spots. It should be very interesting over the last week, last couple of days. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The Red Sox really are not good. Although the the Mets laid down for them, but they wound up getting swept by the Yankees at at home at Fenway Park, like. If they have the DH next year, I want Kyle Schwarber on the Mets. Yeah, he's been a monster this year. What, what's he have, like uh, uh, 20 uh, for 21 with uh, 18 extra base hits against the Mets, something like that? He has like 10 home runs in nine games against the Mets. And what about Giancarlo Stanton catching fire, too? You see that home run he hit last night on a ball down and out of the zone? How about the one that was over the Green Monster, like, like uh, hitting Lansdowne Street? Yeah, no, he destroyed him. But also, Judge struck out on Sunday night. The, the catcher dropped it on the transfer. That that should have been a strikeout. So, yeah, the, uh, the Red Sox are going to win today. Yankees are down to uh, their last two outs. Mariners are just beginning. Also, Aaron Boone didn't pinch hit Gary Sanchez for Higashioka with the tying runs and scoring position and two outs on the seventh, and somehow Higashioka, the Blue Jay killer, came through. With I think I think the Yankees have just had about had enough of Gary Sanchez. Well, he's a terrible catcher. He doesn't give a fuck. Did uh, when they when the Mets played the Yankees, the two games they won were the two games which Gary Sanchez was behind home plate. Yeah, he made critical errors in all of them. I mean, uh, that 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 play where he missed a tag. Oh my god! Fundamentally awful catcher. But well, Joe Girardi used to ride his ass. Yeah. Now no one rides his ass, so he just basically just he doesn't. Him and Gleyber Torres both are like the laziest two players on the Yankees. Torres has caught fire since they finally accepted the fact that he's not a shortstop and moving back to second. Well, Frank, how about uh, Devin Williams? Do you hear what happened to him? Yeah, he broke his hand punching a wall. After they clinched the division against the Mets, which is a Mets-esque move, what he did. Kind of reminds me of Bobby Ojeda. Yeah, in a way. 
and it probably hurts their chances of even making it out of the NLDS. I mean, uh, you know the story about Bobby Ojeda, right? Yeah, he was doing his own yard work, and he clipped his finger with the hedge clippers. Yep. Well, that's why they didn't win in 88. One of the reasons they didn't win in 88 was because of that. I mean, they could have really used him in the playoffs. Fucking Duaner Sanchez, the Mets, hurting the Mets in 06 by, uh, you know, going out for the rice and beans in a cab and getting in the car crash. Well, that's, his, that's that fucking cab driver's fault. And the Mets panicked, made a panic move and traded away Xavier Nady for uh, a washed, I mean, a total washed up Sean Green. Yeah. Was in the trip for Guillermo Mota, too? Yeah. Didn't work out. And Oliver Perez. Yep, that's right. Uh, you know, I want to talk to all the gamblers out there. You know, gamblers come in all shapes and sizes. And our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you. You know, they are the leaders in male grooming. And they just launched the fourth-generation performance package. You know, the betting odds are in your favor when you use the lawnmower 4.0 on your balls. Across the board, this is the package to get you in a mood forever your gambling heart desires. Ready to take a leap to male grooming royalty and join the 2 million men who have already joined the Manscaped movement? Well, you can go to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping using the promo code TANK. That's 20% off with free shipping. You get the Performance Package 4.0, and it's the ultimate parlay to your grooming game to take the next level. You see, you use the get 20% off at free shipping at, uh, using promo code TANK. That's 20% off and free shipping using promo code TANK at manscaped.com. Don't gamble on shaving your balls the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped, and your balls will thank you. Yes, they will thank you, and... Um... Want to get into a little NFL talk with you, Frank? Um, the Giants just fucking stink. You mean the Lilliputians? Why do you call them that? You ever uh, watch the uh, movie um, Gulliver's Travels? No. All right. Well, Gulliver is—it's sort of like an Odyssey type of thing. He goes through different lands. He goes to one land where he's a midget, or not midget, I should say, uh, a little—he is tiny, and everyone else is giants. And then he goes to another land where he's a giant and everyone else is tiny. And that's the land of Lilliput. Well, that pretty much sums them up. I mean, they're 0-3 for the second straight year, and the next seven games are just brutal. They could realistically go 0-10 with the schedule they have. They actually did another version of it a couple years ago with Jack Black. Oh, my God. I bet that was fucking must-watch. <laughs> and the Yankees just lost. Duh! Yankees lose. That clip of you and Big Poppy saying that was fucking hilarious, by the way. And I don't know about you, but I got to say this. These blue uniforms, these powder blue Blue Jay uniforms might be about the best uniforms in baseball. Yeah, no, they're fantastic. Unlike the Red Sox yellow jerseys. Oh, God. And they kept wearing them. I know. Nike wants to do that throughout all sports. Have just crazy themed uniforms. I mean, what about what about the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks wearing the blue uniforms? Their colors are green and purple, or green and red. They're riding on what area you're looking at the uh, Bucks. They have never worn blue. They look like the, they look like the Dallas Mavericks. What about the Jets mustard uniforms? Jets mustard? Yeah, remember when the Jets used to wear those weird blue and gold and white uniforms? With no. I have no problem with that. Because those are New York Titans, is that why? That was what they wore when they were the New York Titans. Those were, that was actually a throwback to their Titans uniforms. That's right. Okay, fair enough. Throwbacks, I have no problem with. All I remember was a rookie, Mark Sanchez, wearing that uniform and eating a hot dog when he got caught eating a hot dog on the sideline. Yeah, that would... Uh... Yeah, their, their, their first two seasons, they were the, uh, known as the first three seasons, actually. They were known as New York Titans in the AFL. Yeah, okay. Well, too bad they're not still Titan-esque because the You Jets know, it's funny. Are... They actually wore that uniform, the Titans uniform against the Titans. Yeah, I know. I remember that. 
You know, uh, Mike Francesa must have been proud. It was a Titans-Titans game. Yeah, they got together for dinner. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the Jets still fucking suck, too, by the way. Giants and Jets had the most losses in the NFL since 2017. Giants are the only team to not win. Have I a know win- where this bar is. That's Opal's Inn. I just saw a commercial with Opal's Inn in it. What's that? Uh, a New York, a New Jersey Lotto commercial. It's a local bar. It's like uh, on the uh, Belleville, uh, Bloomfield, the Nutley Bloomfield border. Have you been there? Yeah. Is it a good spot? Or? Oh, it's in Bloomfield. It's just in Bloomfield. It's, it's a different place I was thinking about. Yeah, I, I actually been there. I was there maybe 20 years ago. I had some ribs there one time. You good? Not a, yeah, it's an okay spot. Who were you with? I was by myself that day. By yourself, riding solo. Yep. Yeah. The, 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 it's, um, it's, it's next to the uh, McDonald's on Broad Street in Bloomfield. Hmm. Interesting. Frank, back to the Giants. Um, they still are refusing to take the play calling away from Jason Garrett. And they're 0-3 and there's no urgency. When do you do it? Do you do it when the season's already totally down the toilet? Ugh, I, I, I honestly don't know what's going on. There, there, there are two uh, offensive uh, teams that, that, that clearly are using uh, coloring books, children's activity books, to uh, come up with their game plans. And uh, one of them is uh, Matt Nagy, who I believe, uh, who to me is the Louis Rojas of the NFL. And the other is, uh, of course, uh, Jason Garrett, who just... I mean, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. John Mara is getting booed during Eli's ceremony. They ruined Eli's ceremony, losing to the Atlanta Falcons, who gave up 80 points in the first two weeks and gave the Giants scored 14 on them. Every time the Giants got, like, uh, on the other side of 50, it's just like they, they just uh, went to this vanilla milk toast offense. They don't use Galladay when they signed him to a huge contract. Slayton and Shepard hurt their hamstrings. Tony had two good catches on one drive in the first half. They didn't use him the rest of the game. They didn't target him the rest of the game. They don't use Barkley enough. But is Saquon Barkley done, or is he just not good? I mean, he, I mean, he has been invisible this year. He looks good when he got the ball and he scored a touchdown, but he, he, they don't use him. Speaking about washed-up players, boy, is Ben Wolfersberger – Done. He's done. D O N E done. Stick a fork in him. Yeah, he uh, he looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. I honestly said Daniel Jones should get traded to the Steelers and probably would be good there. Except their line stinks too. Najee Harris has been hit on in the backfield like a million times already this year. I um, I, it's not the line is bad in uh, Pittsburgh. He he. He no, he he just doesn't move. He has no. He's done, yeah. But the line is also terrible. I mean, you want to talk about terrible line? The terrible team that's a terrible line is Dolphins. Oof, yeah, and Jacoby Brissett gave them a better chance to win than Tua has so far. I mean, they had the chances to win that game, and now they're probably going to lose uh, to the Colts this week. Yeah, and the Colts are zero and three, but. The Dolphins don't look as promising as they once were last year. And the mistake was with Tua. I'm so disappointed in Tua. Ed Tung Viola. And Waddle. They're like just reaching on Waddle there, too. Uh, uh, yeah, and they traded up so they don't even have their draft pick. And I think they wanted Chase, but they were expect- hoping the Bengals would have taken Sewell and they wound up taking Chase, and that's worked out for the Bengals. Joe Burrow and the Bengals look great. I mean, Jalen Waddle just keeps dropping pass after pass. Yeah, it's not good. And then how about the Cowboys? I mean, how yes. about them? Cowboys look like they – I mean, other than McCarthy's abysmal clock management skills, the Cowboys look like a seriously good team. Even without Demarcus Lawrence, too. Micah Parsons stepped in. He – He's running down the quarterback. The Giants had a chance to draft him, and they just didn't even didn't want him. And that's why I said Gettleman needs to go because he can't draft. Yeah, Gettleman has to absolutely go. Micah Parsons is is looks like the real deal. 
and the Giants could have had him easily. And now Blake Martinez is out for the year of the torn ACL, which kills the Giants even more. And guys like Michael Parsons is an impact player, an immediate impact player. Instead, the Giants draft Tony, who they don't use. Your first-round picks are premium picks. They're supposed to come in and make an impact right away. And you're supposed to hit on those impact guys, find generational talents. The Giants don't do that. And Evan Ingram, I'm just, I'm more than done, more than done with him. His first game back, his first catch, he fumbles. He has the yips. It used to be he couldn't stay healthy. Now it's he has the yips. Every time he catches the ball, he fumbles or he drops it and turns into an interception. He's terrible and should not be on the team anymore. I mean, it's 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 been, it's been bad. By the way, what did you think of Jalen Hurts on Monday Night Football? Woof. He, he, he's about as good as I thought he was going to be. He cannot throw. And, and Howie Roseman should not have been kept. And he's done him just an even awful Well, job. he's got them in good position, though, with draft picks. He can't draft. That's the thing. Like, these guys at Gettleman, the Giants have two first-round picks next year. These guys aren't good with the picks. They shouldn't be allowed to make the picks. Mac Jones, too. Mac Jones looked pretty bad against the Saints. I mean, I have no hope in my teams. I have a Mets that's probably going to have a terrible offseason. A Dolphins season that's probably already done. Uh, I have a Devils team that, you know, if they finish maybe uh, a few points out of the playoffs, it will be progress. And I have a Nets team that's going to that's about to implode because Kyrie Irving is just Bonkers. He's probably going to retire, I think. No, he's going to retire, and he's going to come back with the Lakers. And there'll be a triumphant convict, and, and ESPN will be talking it up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, someone had this uh, this funny uh, thing. They said that uh, Kyrie Irving uh, wants to change the jersey sponsor, and they had a picture of him with a uh, Infowars. Oh on God. his uh, Infowars uh, patch. Kyrie Irving is like a, in the belief that they're going to put a microchip in him with the vaccine. You ever hear of a sovereign citizen? You know what a sovereign citizen is? No. These guys basically believe that no rules should apply to them, that they are of their own uh, laws, and that only their laws apply to them and that they should be respected as a sovereign country onto themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that out there now. And everything Kyrie Irving says sounds like those people. Yeah, he's off his rocker. He has been for a while, and it's only getting worse. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, and there's reasons to want to not want the vaccine, and there's reasons not to want the vaccine. I mean, his, his reasons are like... Uh, like like Alex, Alex, it sounds like something Alex Jones would say. Yeah, he's outlandish. But Frank, and that and that can't be good for team chemistry. No, I imagine it's not. The NBA is in disarray right now too, with all the vaccine crap and everything going on. Well, well, well this, the players just just have too much power. Yeah. If the teams walk around the players, and, and it's almost like they're afraid as even say anything to the players. It's true, but Frank, I want to get your thoughts too on the Manning cast. What do you think about? What did you think about that the first couple of weeks? It's definitely different. Good, different. Yeah, uh, I mean. The double thing, the double birds by uh, Eli was something that's, uh, crazy, and of course, Phil Mushnick is having a heart attack about it right now. Yeah, I know he's the first person I thought of when I, when he, Eli did that. Could you imagine uh, the bike for Tessa? Shameful today, put this on. This is supposed to be a serious sport here. I, if you, I'm not going to watch this. Shame on Eli Manning for even participating in something like this. How dare he do this? It's cheapening the sport. We need serious announcers. Serious announcers like me. <laughs> Except Mike loves Eli, so. Uh, yeah, but I, I think he'd, I think he'd, I think he'd rip him. 
over the, especially over the double birds. Doesn't it suck that we don't have the opportunity to hear what he has to say about things anymore? And he doesn't tweet either. It's a damn shame. Well, he got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked. That Mike Zondin was a total disaster and failure. The, 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 the fact that he charged all that money. Ah, oh, here it is. NBA just announced players who don't comply with legal uh, local vaccination mandates will not be paid from games they miss. Well, there you go. And it looks like uh, Dressen, that's R, vaccinated. It's just uh, crazy uh, Kyrie. There's going to be lawsuits with all this vaccine shit eventually down the road. Well, Twitter, uh, you know how Twitter is. They're trying to tell you everything that they believe, basically, or want you to believe, is saying that Biden has legal precedent to mandate vaccines on workers. Mm. They can say that now, but wait in two or three years. I guess we'll find out. Of course, uh, we got St- uh, Stephen Colbert telling us uh, with the vaccine. Uh, the, did you see that uh, that clip of no. the, the, the vaccine? No. It might be the worst thing that has ever been on TV. What is it? Uh, well, it's called the vaccine. And they have people dressed up like giant needles. The fuck? And they're dancing around to tequila. And they're going to den 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 vaccine den 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 and they're like dancing to the audience. Stephen Colbert is dancing to the audience. He picks up this lady that's in the uh, audience, and they start dancing around with the needles dancing around them. It actually is nightmare inducing. It, it it's a train wreck, but you can't look away. Where does Colbert come in here? What? Where does Stephen Colbert come in? Naturally, he's for the vaccine. Oh yeah, no, I know. Well, you got to see this, 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 this. Like, I mean, this, this train wreck of a clip on Stephen Colbert. You know that scumbag lives in Montclair, right? Yes, I know. Yeah, disgrace to New Jersey, basically. I mean, it, it it might be one of the worst things ever put on TV, and 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 for people, people who 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 are like on defense. I mean, this is not going to convince anyone. That's the, that's the funny thing about it. No, I know it's just outlandish. I got to show. I got to send you the clip. It is like, just like, 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 what the fuck? Yeah, no, I'd love to see that. That's fucking embarrassing. Let me see if I can send this to you real fast. Copy. Let me see. Here it is. I just sent it on the uh, chat window. Let's see what we're working with. I mean, you got to see. You got to see this clip. It just is like, like, it is like jaw-droppingly bad. Mm, I'm not getting it, Frank. I sent it into uh, the DM. On Twitter, all right, let's see. You think anyone's going to be, yeah. You think anyone is going to be convinced to use the vaccine after this? Someone said, once the revolution happens, Stephen Colbert and his followers need to be deprogrammed and disassembled. (laughs) I mean, look at, just look how bad this is. It says videos unavailable. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Oh my god. He's <laughs> such a loser, I can't take him. Uh, I, I, is it, it's not it's not funny. It's not ironic. It's not sending a message. It it's just like I I mean what what is that supposed to be doing? Who is gonna who's gonna say that that clip and go? Maud, that's it. I'm gonna go take the vaccine now. It's insane. All this does is get the people who are like entrenched in not taking a vaccine and puts them more entrenched. Yeah, of course. 
because it literally looks like they're just like what do we, like brainwash shit. Yeah, now it is. I mean, it's so poorly executed. There's never been anything more poorly executed that I've ever seen on TV ever. That guy talking, that Dr. Tosky, is more effective than this fucking thing. I guess that's another positive of the Mets season coming to a close is we won't have to watch that guy anymore on SNY every commercial. Is it me or did something bad always happen after that commercial aired? Always. Just like Flo from from Progressive and Jamie from Progressive. (sighs) Frank, I guess uh, as we wind down, how's your week going? What what have you been up to? What do you have going on? I'm sure everyone would love to hear. Not much. Yeah, you've been quiet. Yeah, it's been a quiet week. What about upcoming stuff? Well, um, I haven't decided uh, how I'm going to work it out yet. But I, uh, the, the, the Dolphins do have uh, two, two games in one week in uh, Miami, November 7th and 11th. And I'm thinking about that's when I'm going to go down and watch those two games. Damn, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been in Miami a lot, I feel like. And uh, one of these days I wanted to get down to a a game in uh, Florida for the Dolphins. I think that might be the best time to do it. Yeah, when it gets cold, why not? But I guess now probably would be a perfect time to uh, roll into some Ask the Tank this week. Yes, and we'll see what we're working with. Um, oh, I didn't see your tweet from before either. It's a train wreck. It is painful to watch, but I can't look away. Talking about the Colbert video. But, um, yeah, so for Tech this week, we have Henry B. at... And underscore expert says, if you could pick one dream team, one dream rough and rowdy matchup, who would you pick to fight one another? A dream rough and rowdy matchup? Yeah. Hopefully, say Lenny Dykstra is one of them. Lenny Dykstra and Ron Darling. (laughs) I'm sure Lenny would appreciate you, you you starting that one. We know how he feels about Ron. Yep. And if Ron Darling loses, he has to admit that he lied. Oh, God. The cell books. Oh, my God. Ron would never agree to that, but that would be a <laughs> wash. Um, because, because it's clear he did. I, I mean, do you think Dow Strawberry and even Oil Cam Boyd said he never said anything like that? Yeah, no, I know. He's friend, Lenny's friends with uh, Oil Cam Boyd. And by the way, Lenny Dykstra had an amazing performance in the 86 Mets stock. Yep. The only one who had a, uh, that sold the show more than him was uh, Kaji. Yeah, that's true. And Lenny, Keith and that cat are weird. <laughs> Keith is a little weird, that cat. Yeah, he's not married, so it's like his companion. Well, he, well, yeah, he's divorced like three times now. Yeah, no, I know. I know he has a couple of kids. I know he has a daughter, at least. He has a daughter, yeah. But that, but that, cat's, that cat's got him wrapped around the, it's, his paws. Yeah, no, I know. Definitely does. He, he got the ding. From his doorbell, his doorman, or whatever, on a live bro- SNY broadcast during a game because uh, the Haji's new bed was being delivered. <laughs> oh, Keith, I know he, he really is. The, he really is one of the only reasons we're watching Mets these days. Yeah, no, that's true. It, it is the broadcast, and uh, hopefully, I think Ron Darling's deal is up after this year, so hopefully, they bring him back. But I know someone who I think should do more games. Who's that? Lee Mazzilli. Yeah, he's been doing the radio with uh, with Wayne Randazzo since how he got surgery, and uh, he's done a really good job. Do we know what the surgery is? I've heard, I've heard, like, whispers it might be something bad. I think it was heart surgery. Oh, heart surgery. Yeah, but it went well, what I heard. I've, I was fearful of something else. No, he's supposed to make a full recovery, I believe, and be back next year. Yes, I was fearful he might have cancer or something like that. No, I don't think so. I think he had to get heart surgery, which isn't, you know, which, which is isn't, which isn't easy to begin with. But at least uh, that sounds that sounds better than is that, is, all the time he took away. I thought he was maybe getting chemo and maybe getting something, a tumor removed. 
Yeah. Yes, he never said what it was, and that's what that's what I feared. No, I know, I know what you mean. But um, I guess next. Uh, well, actually, before we move on to the next question, I just want to make another uh, or mention something. I guess about rough and rowdy. How hyped up are you about the uh, Jeff Nadu versus Jer- uh, Jersey Jerry matchup? Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to see if I could get uh, Jersey Jerry on here one of these days. Oh, I would love that. You know, he actually lives in Belleville. I didn't know that. I know he's a diehard Steelers fan. Yeah, he lives on the other side of the town. When when did you find that one? When I first met him at the office. Wow, really? Yeah. What What does he think about good old Belleville? He lives in the area of Belleville that's not that great, although I'm thinking about moving in that area. Really? Why is that? I got to get out of this tiny apartment. Well, why Why is it not a good area? Eh, it's close to Newark. Okay. I, I know what you mean, then. Uh, you know where the light rail is in Belleville? Um, no, I can't say that I do. Uh, just outside of Branchbrook Park. Okay. That area. My uncle actually lives over there, too. Okay. Next question. Uh, Furcon Cormaz fan at Fan Cormaz wants to know, how did you all meet each other and get the idea to make the pot? Well, I had a couple of people uh, help start the pod. Uh, they stopped uh, doing the podcast for me, and I looked for new people to run the pod, and Pat was one of the people who uh, offered, and that's how it started. That's right, and then uh, a couple months at Avery, too. and Avery? A couple months into it, after it got picked back up, uh, Nick reached out to me and wanted to run social for us, and been doing it ever since for over two years now. Yep, uh, doing a great job. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, Mikey Betts has now gotten on board and helped with the uh, run some of that, too. Yeah, he's done a good job with social. He's he's highly active on social media. It's, a, it's probably an understatement, but he's done a hell of a job. He's he's very gifted with, uh, like, Photoshop and video creation and stuff. You know, I actually met him uh, when I was in Chicago. Really? Yeah, he's. Uh, you might look if in the background. You could see him in the background of the Gene and Jude review. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. I haven't watched yeah. that. Yeah, he might be in. The, I met him at Gene and Jude's. He's a character. Yes. We. Uh, he has his own uh, podcast, and I was on it one time with uh, Joe Ganiscoli. Yeah, Vito. Yeah. Did you ask? And he's, him? He was just like the just the sourest guy ever. Really. Yeah. He came on a show, and um, Mikey Betts' name is Mikey Betts, and he talks about gambling. And he says, I don't like talking about gambling. I don't know why we call you talking about gambling. Who, Vito? Yeah. Oh my God. And then he's talking about, uh, he doesn't believe Tony died. No. Uh, I mean, by now, if I mean, David Chase kind of made it open-ended for reasons that he might want to revisit the character down the road. And then he could say, okay, he's not dead. He wasn't dead. But if you look at the clues, he's dead. Yeah, no, I think so, too. Speaking of which, uh, many Saints in Newark come out this week. I know. I'm excited. You know, uh, I'm going to go uh, look, uh, look at it in uh, Clifton. Although, I may not even decide. I'm, I'm deciding, should I go to watch it in the theater or should I watch it at home? Because would it be more interesting watching it actually in Belleville? Where half the characters are actually from. Yeah, Uncle June. Uh, Chris lived in Belleville, too, I believe. I didn't know that. Uh, Furio lived in Belleville. Furio's house is in Belleville. Yeah. You know you know the funeral home that they had like a dozen episodes at? Yeah. That's in Belleville. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Because a lot of stuff was in Carney too. Uh, Satriali's was in Carney. Yep, uh, well, yep, uh, it's not there anymore, but uh, the uh, they... Had uh, shot scenes at, uh, of course, uh, Holstein's is in Bloomfield, well, not too far from here either. Yeah, you should you should eat at Holstein's on Friday. I'm gonna try to get a do a raw dog there. Yeah, you should. I just got to figure out a, a way to do it. Do like a bonus. Uh, yeah. Review. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, do, hopefully, uh, Justin should be uh, 
back ready to start shooting again soon. Although I have a whole bunch of shows filmed on different locations, including Wrigley Field that should be coming out this week. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. That's probably going to be a hell of a video. I went to uh, three place, uh, four places in New England last week. Uh, we got places in Ohio, Indiana, uh, PNC Park, uh, Camden Yards, who by far has been the worst stadium I've ever seen concessions wise. Yeah, you were mentioning that. Uh, I mean, Yankee Stadium's concessions suck too, but I don't like so bad. I'm not what? a big city fields. You're not? Not really. Oh, come on. I haven't I, I haven't explored the the concourse enough. Well, you uh yeah the uh, the press box right? Yeah. Are you going to the game tomorrow? I am. Duck in the Piazza Lounge. Go on the other side where uh, they have the pastrami. The pastrami in the Piazza Lounge is excellent. Where can I get that? Like what you said, the other side. Where? It's in the it's in the Piazza Lounge. It's not where they have like the main traditional ballpark fair. It's on the other side by the, the uh, first base side. Oh really? Yes. All right. Next Frank. to the pizza place. I was. They have a pastrami guy. They have a guy that's like he's probably cutting pastrami in his dreams. Not next to Patsy's. Not next to Patsy's Pizza, is it? Yeah, it's on that side. Oh, it is on that side. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know what, I, Frank? I was gonna bring dinner, my own dinner tomorrow, but maybe I'll get the pastrami then. It's last day of school tomorrow. Last Mets game of the season. I mean, uh, Pat Lafrida's steak by. Uh, the uh, Shake Shack is good, too. Where is Shake Shack in the stadium? Uh, center field. Center field, okay. It's, yeah, a little far. If, if you look uh, on the other side of the wall, you ever notice, you know where they have the old skyline? Yeah. That's where Shake Shack is. And right next to that is uh, uh, Pat Lafrida Steak Sandwiches. They also have Pat Lafrida Steak Sandwiches on the uh, top floor, too, uh, somewhere uh on the promenade level. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to make the most out of the last game of the season tomorrow. This season really flew by. I mean, I joined in the beginning, the first few days of June, and it, it's flown by, honestly. Well, we'll see what happens next year. Yeah, a lot of stuff is gonna be going on in the off season. I, I, the, 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 the Mets had the bases loaded many times this year and failed. They've left runners in scoring position tons of times. Runner on third with less than two outs. It was feeble. Well, now Steve Cohen's stepping up to the plate. Yeah, we'll see if he delivers. And we're going to learn quickly. If Louis Rojas isn't retained, then we know it's going to be terrible. There you go. And I, I think on that note, we ought to let, her, let everyone go, I guess, tonight. Um, remember to rate, download, review, and subscribe. Was there any song request? <sighs> I don't know. There's so many. He's tweeted so many times that I don't even know where I can find this. I have to do some serious digging. Um, but definitely, everybody, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Frank the Tank Pod, as well as YouTube. Subscribe at Frank the Tank Pod and at Frank Fleming on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Um, also, Follow Frank at NJTank99, myself at Regazza Report, and our producer, Nick Buono at Nick B Media. Frank, By the way, did you know that uh, Pete Alonzo held a uh, – the Mets didn't really hype that up. I actually ended up going to it. This, like, home run derby at Brooklyn with, like, these, like, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds. Hitting, yeah, uh, I saw, yeah. I mean, the Mets didn't do a good job of promoting that. No, I know. I didn't really get like any coverage, and none of us were invited to go either. Um, there are. I did pull up the song tweet. Um, someone asked. I'll let you choose. Someone asked for New York, New York. Someone asked somewhere over the rainbow. Take on me. Akuna Matata, Sweet Caroline. Oh dear God above. Let's see. 
What were the choices again? New York, New York. Somewhere over the rainbow. Take on me. Akuna Matata and Sweet Caroline. All right, let's see. By the way, this is a new segment alert. Frank the Songbird. All right, let's see. Da, 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 da. Where's the fucking lyrics? No. I'm trying to find the goddamn lyrics, and I can't find the fucking lyrics. Jeez. Let's see. Uh, lyrics, lyrics, lyrics. All right, let's see. All right, let's see. We're taking away. I don't know what to say. I'll say it anyway. Today isn't my day to find you shying away. I'll be okay looking for your love. Okay, take on me. Take on me. Take me on. Take on me. I'll be Needless to say, I'm at odds and ends, but I'll be stumbling away, slowly leaning to life that is okay. Say after me, it's no better to be safe than sorry. Take on me. Click like and subscribe. Take me on. Tell your friends to subscribe and, uh, Click notifications and we'll see you on YouTube. Be gone. Take on me. See you next week. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.